Okay. Hi guys. Welcome to yet another episode of Startup Couches. If you are joining us for the first time, welcome. Make sure to get comfortable. Also follow these co- founder conversations on our Twitter at Startup Couches. On the couch today, we have a really special guest, Shimenem. He is the CEO at Breeze. Welcome to the couch, man. Uh, thanks for having me, Lotana. Happy to be here. Yes, it's a pleasure of mine having you here. How's your day been? Um, to be honest, my day has been one kind, sir. Well, it's good. It's all right. <laughs> How's your day been? Uh, my day has been okay. My day has been okay. Um, simple, simple, I would say. So today, we're going to try to learn all we can about Breeze. So jumping right into it, what is Breeze and how does it work? All right. So um, Breeze is a new bank for SMEs in Nigeria. We help SMEs, particularly the ones engaging in international trade with financial services that they need to grow and protect their business. Um, Trade is huge. Trade is, trade is very, very big. Uh, the global financial system built on trade. It's not just this current system, but every other system that has emerged, what has come before the gold standard, Bretton Woods, all that, were benchmark on trade. Um, and really, actually, trade has the opportunity to um, attract investment, FDI, besides the ability to help people gain employment, as well as help business make, businesses make money and then just help the economy generally. Yeah. So our mission at Breeze is to provide SMEs with financial services that you need to, to, to be active participants in global trade. Okay. So when you say um, provide them all the services they need to be participants in global trade, what exact service are we talking about? Um, you know, do they have a bank account? Because you say Breeze is a new bank. So how does it work if I am a customer today? How does it all work for me? All right, so I'll, I'll, I'll start this answer with like what we initially launched. We had our MVP last year, as um, June 2021. We helped businesses with just payments. We helped them pay their suppliers in multiple countries. We had people pay Belgium, China, Spain, UK, the US, and everywhere else really. Um, what we're launching is we're helping businesses now with um, logistic support, customs clearance support, so that um, they can trade easier or easily rather. Um, so if they're getting into like a transaction and they know that every bit of their every bit of their trade process is being handled. Um, we also help businesses with LPO financing. So if you're a business that needs LPO financing to probably like import a, a batch of goods for a project, we would help you out with that. I mean, up to like $100,000 in financing for that. So we still have a lot more, a lot more stuff down the line in our roadmap that we want to provide businesses with things like forward contracts and all that just really, um, that, that there's really help businesses at the point of their need to to protect and, and grow their, their business. So the thing is, we have to, the two strong approach to this, growing, helping them grow their business as well as helping them protect their business. Growing their business, um, we have things like credit, help you financing by providing them, 
things like helping them with better payment um, system. But at the same time, it's important for them to protect their business because um, as an international business, you're, you're importing, you're exporting, you're dealing with different foreign currencies, and then you're putting with risk. And these SMEs don't have the slightest clue on how to protect themselves from like exchange risk fluctuations. And I think the only efficient, the only method they have is really just transferring the pricing to their customers. But then there, there are lots of financial tools that could help them with um, just being able to like anticipate the risk as well as even like preparing and hedging that risk at the same time. Hmm. Okay. I think that's actually really interesting. So with the way you sound, a lot of the SMEs that use Breeze Banking are into importation. Is, is that what it means? Can you shed light on who your main customer segments are or who actually uses Breeze today? All right. So all our customers today have been importers. Um, they import range of stuff. Um, people importing PRS machines down to people importing um, well, I, I, importing shoes, importing or window blinds and all. Um, and then most of these guys are people in the markets that are um, part of the informal economy, if I may say. So those are really the guys who are, who are to onboard. But the thing is, it doesn't really stop there. Um, international businesses don't just stop at the guys that are importing. There's still some people in Nigeria who do some exports. Mm-hmm. Um, they export agri-products and all. And we are also looking to provide services for them. So, that, I mean, there are range of services that we could provide them so that they could also um, get, they could also grow and protect their businesses too. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. And um, this is actually really, really amazing. You also talked about, I, I want to find out how big or how important is international business to, um, you know, our local economy in Nigeria, for example, right? Um, because yeah. all your customers are importers. That means there's something there. There's a lot of value there. If all your customers are importing goods from one country, from another country, you know. So, like, what is it that is there? Like, what is the what is the end thing about you know importation and how does it affect our economy basically? All right. Um, so things Nigeria's uh, Nigeria is really big on trade, um, and I think in twenty twenty we had about twenty five percent trade to GDP ratio. So that that means like out of every money that I was earned in Nigeria, twenty five percent of that came from trade, and it seems like it's big, but then that was actually a big decline from what we had in all about thirty four percent. So trade is. Um, like I, I think I started out by saying that trade is very important to financial system, very important to the currency that we have. So um, you can't ignore trade. We're talking about things like economic growth. We're talking about things like development. Um, trade plays a huge part in that. Even if I know, like, there's always been conversations about how Nigeria is is a net importer and all that. That has actually false because I think back in 2019 we actually had a positive trade balance, but. Importing helps the economy. I mean, you're importing stuff that, um, not, not helps the economy blanket, like you're importing stuff that sometimes are used to produce, so importing raw materials for production. I know that people import cold roll sheets, that's metal sheets that they 
press and all that and they, they bring out into like iron bars people import um, things like plastic pellets and all that you see we now see like a plastic um plastic goods that you see in nigeria some of them originated from like imports outside even things like sugar that we that we, that we eat every day the sugar that is being processed in nigeria is actually imported from brazil so mm-hmm. trade is trade is very huge trade is important um a lot of a lot of the employment that we have in Nigeria, you would see that they probably come from um, factories as well as also the farmers who also are also exporting some of these goods. I mean, Nigeria exports rubber, we export coke, we export share butter. And the thing is, um, for these businesses to really grow and to actually compete, they need um, a good economic environment, that, that's for sure. But at the same time, you also need a banking sector that is committed to seeing them grow. And to be fair, I, I think the last few circulars that we've seen from the CDN has kind of stated the importance of how export is to protect the currency as well as going to grow the economy long term. Yeah, yeah. That is that is really, really true. And which is where Breeze comes in, you know, to help these people make sure that their finances are set in place. Now I want to hear more about the other services you see that you are also offering based on the fact that most of your customers are, you know, importers. You talked about helping them with things like customs, helping them with other things aside, other things after the fact um, of payments, you know, you paid for goods, is landing, you know, the processing, customs, and all yeah. of You shed more light on those. All right, so um, we, like I said, our, our aim, and our vision and mission is always going to be how we can make trade easier for participants, how we can make anyone anyone that is already participating in trade, allow them to help them grow and protect their business. So um, currently, we help importers with payments. Uh, we've been doing that since last year. Currently, we also help them with insurance. We provide cargo insurance for your cargo as well as credit insurance for any trade finance transaction you're entering into Mm -hmm. at the same time we're also helping them through our partners with logistics and customs clearing support so if you're importing from china for example we would help you um with the payments to china would help you with the cargo insurance as well as helping you out with um through our partners bringing the goods from wherever in china into your warehouse or your store in nigeria um, so really, I think it's, yeah, I think that, that, that that's really um, a good place to start because when these guys, like I said, about well, targeting the SMEs, when they are entering transactions, they have so many, they have so many options for this um, prices. The price, the, the, the price also of these services are not really uniform. They are looking at how they get best uh, best offer here, and then sometimes it can become a time-consuming process where. You now have to manually uh, monitor this and that. So it's just, like I said, trying to make it easier for them where they just give their invoice, give the details of the transaction, and then they get their goods in into their store with minimal efforts from them. In terms of um, other services that we're providing, um, like I said, we're providing importers with LPO financing. Um, you have a large project they're, they're currently working on and you don't have the working capital to execute that project to import your materials and all that. We'll help you with that. Give us a purchase, give us an invoice, we'll help you bring in the goods into Nigeria and then you can pay us back later. 
Um, so it's, it's really just a credit product. Um, for exporters, there's still um, something similar to that. We help them out with forfeited, which is um, like factoring. So you'll get, you're probably going to get paid in a few days. Uh, or if, not a few days, a couple of days, probably like 90, 180 days. Um, but that period is a long period where you, I mean, you have working capital needs, you have salaries to pay, you have sub, um, suppliers to pay, you have inputs to, to, to buy. And then it's just, okay, how can we help these exporters with growing their business? How can we help them ease, ease their stress? How can we make them more efficient? And yeah, that's, that's really, that's the business we're in. Mm, wow. I, I really, really like how much of intentionality that's put into making sure that people don't just do business and do it well, but that they protect their business. And like the, the thought process just goes from where money leaves my account all the way to where my goods gets to me. And I think that is pretty amazing, right? I think that's something I really, really like. I, thank you, man. Well, like, the thing is, like, there's so much work to be done. Um, I think about 80%, World Bank said about 80% of global trade is being financed by some sort of trade finance or credit scheme. And then when it comes to Nigeria, you have, like, a $36 billion annual deficit for that. Mm. It's just, trade finance is just hard for certain businesses to get. I mean, you're, you're, you're a Nigerian, so you already know how hard it is for businesses to get credits normally. You already yeah. know how hard it is for them to get. Now, imagine a situation where they just get um, credits that's like FX denominated. Imagine how hard it is for an average SME to get that sort of facility. And yeah, it's, it's just, you, you can't just, you can't grow trade without, grow trade without trade finance. And it's simply just because of how trade, how trade generally, not even just Africa or emerging markets, how trade generally is, it's, it deals a lot of trust. And then people really wouldn't just, credit makes it easier for them to trust you. So even if as an importer, I would love to import something, I probably wouldn't pay for everything. I'll probably pay an amount first and then pay everything after. The thing is, there's going to be so much back and forth involved in, in this transaction. Same thing with exporters. I just explained how they don't get paid after a few days or so. Mm-hmm. Now, introducing things like trade finance, and the thing is, trade finance is very, very broad. Um, this very broad term. There are so many things. I, I've mentioned some things that could be listed under trade finance, forfeiting, factoring, LPO financing. There's still other stuff that traditional banks use, like letters of credit. Now, the thing is, the SMEs, the regular Joe, the regular Uche, the regular Hassan, regular Taiwo, don't have all these services available to them. Sure, the Dangote or you can get a Ford contract to protect their own FX exposure. But I don't think anyone that is doing much, much smaller values can get that easily. Yeah. Or they even know what that means. It's not accessible to them. Yeah. So the thing is, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, there's a lot of potential and value in the space too, but the thing is, it's really trying to, it's, like, it's work that really has to be done if we're going to be serious about economic development and growth, because you can't just ignore trade. Trade is too big to ignore. I just mentioned how 25% of Nigeria's GDP originates from trade. You cannot ignore a quarter of that and then um, think that we're going to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really too huge to ignore, to be honest. Um, so I want to know, I wanted to know, like, um, how would you say Breeze has grown 
from you know when you started to today how would you um describe the growth as breeze today oh this particular word you used um, earlier that i really liked you mentioned that we are intentional almost really intentional um every single thing we've done has intentional so guess it at this point where we are in terms of like our vision and everything it's still been pretty much the same we knew what we were getting into when we, when we had this i think yeah you have been having conversations over the last year and then it's really much been the exact same thing that we targeted in terms of like actual growth within the company sure we've done like more transactions um sure the team has grown at the same time but the thing is um we are i don't know how to explain it but then I, mean, i think just to keep up with we're, we're moving forward <laughs> we're, we're great we're moving forward we have um certain partnerships locked um we're trying to be more pertinent position ourselves more towards that trade space and trying to control our own narrative and all um but yeah like to be, to be very honest and to be fair it's it's been a wild experience it's mostly been god or it's 100% been god very few effort for me to be honest um a lot from the teammates and people i work with um every chance i get i always say that i work with amazing people um they they've um they they've given their all into this i think we spoke about the same last year where i mentioned that we were bootstrapped yeah. and what what i already mentioned that before we were bootstrapped we had kept on going for almost a year and it's not easy to keep people um bootstrapping for a year um using personal phones and all but i mean this year it's like i said the team has grown there's a lot more um what i'm looking for the right word to use Resources. there's a there's a, no no not even that like everybody is like focused on like where we where we're headed at right so it's it's like like minds coming together trying to like do this thing um at the same time i i started this out with my with my co-founder we were in uni together and um I mean, it's amazing to start something so big while in um, university in the same class and all. So it's been a very easy process for all of us. We knew what we were heading to. We knew that it wasn't going to be easy. We had no, um, we had no, we had no doubts about that. We didn't deceive ourselves about that. And to be fair, it, it's still more harder than what we expected it to be. But overall, man, honestly, I'm just grateful for this. Mm. All right, that's actually really great hearing you say that. You know, I think the last time. Um, this time last year, um, there's been tremendous growth that's actually happened. You know, especially in terms of, um, you know, the focus and the focus and the refocusing of the business, and also the partnerships that have come together that you have been able to bring together to ensure that your customers are getting the best of the best of the best services. I think that's really amazing. Um, And so before I let you go I wanted to know what are a few lessons you've learned um that you would like to pass on to other founders today Um first thing I would say I'm I'm very religious first thing I would say is if you're religious depend depend on who you call god I think it's very important to talk to him daily <laughs> or as, as often as you can because you found out you know like how hard some days get how lonely you get sometimes yeah. you can go crazy a few times and 
sometimes you need you need um you need someone to talk to and things God is always willing to talk to you. Um, if you're not religious, at the same time you could also have friends, family. Sometimes you get down the rabbit hole, you ignore them. It happens. It's probably expected to happen, but it's always good to still circle back, go back to family, go back to friends, um, have conversations with people in your life. They, I mean, they will support you. If they don't support you, then I don't know. But then, if they support you, that's good. If they don't support you, um, I mean, you just have to go back to God. At the same time, I think personally, I've learned patience. I'm not a particularly patient person, but I've learned that things take time, hard things take time. Um, you're not going to go from zero to one in one day. It's going to take days of doing that. It's going to take effort before you get to 0.2 today, then 0.25 and all that. So patience is a very important skill to learn. Um, another thing is, for founders, I would really just say that focus on what you're doing. Um, focus on everything you're doing. Focus on the market. Focus on the customers you're trying to acquire. Focus on understanding how their processes work prior to you. Focus on how you can help them uh, um, improve their processes. The thing is, overall, just focus on your business. At the end of the day, it's, you're building a business. Um, and are, I think the, the basic business concepts that you can ever think of is profit equals to revenue minus cost. So um, anything you need to do regardless of your business is how can I improve revenue? How can I reduce costs? Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying do anything draconian or anything, but then the thing is, at the end of the day, if you're, if you're really focused on your business or, and like the things that, that have to do with your business, you would find out ways how to improve revenue, how to reduce your costs. And yeah, um, another thing is probably partnerships and networking. Um, talking with other founders um, helps. Like I said, it's, it's a it's not an easy journey. Um, there are founders that probably have experienced like the same thing you're experiencing a few years back, or are currently experiencing it, experiencing it, or about to experience it. All that helps. All that helps. So the thing is, like I said, we weren't under the assumption that this was going to be an easy journey. We knew exactly how hard it was going to be, and that was because we spoke with a lot, lot of founders who had passed through this journey. Some that tried this and then didn't work out for them and we had an understanding of okay, how we could position ourselves but the thing is um, last thing is um, at the end of the day you really just have to try and do it yourself um, if you believe in what you're doing you've done all your research all that it does it doesn't help you to just sit down and then keep on doing like piles of research you can keep on researching on the go but the thing is you're never going to get anything done if you don't do it really yeah yeah, at the end of the day, um, you need to step out there and, you know, start, basically. And on that note, I'd like to say thank you so much. Yeah. This has been a very interesting conversation. And if you have been listening up until this point, you've made it to the end. So if you are a small business owner, if you are doing any kind of import or export in Nigeria, make sure to check out Breeze Banking today make sure to check them out um just right. just do breeze, just do breeze.africa and you get them um make sure to join the waitlist contact sales and they would take it right from there and for everyone else listening thank you so much for your time and until next time see ya <laughs>